ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. If I can find the button I'm looking for here. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's April the 14th, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Almost forgot to put that that tweet live, but we got it. Uh, it's another Technical Alpha, uh, Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could make it. Hope you had a great week. Got another good show lined up for you today. If it's your first time here, thank you for stopping by. Greatly appreciate it. Whether you're listening on the RSS feeds for the first time, or you're watching us here on Twitch or on YouTube, much appreciated giving us a, a shot. Movies, TV, games, dick analogies. Those three things are only tangentially related, but we make it work. And for at least an hour of your time, each and every week. Before we get started with that, I have to ask the most important question of each week. Mr. Black, how was your week? Uh, just another week. Nothing, nothing out of the norm. Same old shit. Different pile. Incredible. Incredible. I have to ask this, though. Is, the, is it, the, is it the, the webcam that is making that, that now ancient King of Donaire sweater pink, or is it actually so old that it has approached the color pink? It's always been pink. Really? I thought it was like it started like a red. I thought like it was a, like no, a... It's it's pink. Oh, okay. It's not like as bright a pink as it shows on the webcam, but it's okay, definitely pink. I had it in my mind that it started red. I just thought it got so fucking faded, because that shit, that shit's been around the block. Didn't you have mm. that, like, the first time you went to Vegas or some shit? Isn't it, like, no. circa that era, or? No, I had this, I got this around 2015, uh, 2016. Why do I think it's so fucking old? I had it in my mind that it was, like, the, the, something that you got literally the first time you went down. No, King of Donaires gave me this. Um, I did, Word? Like, yeah, I did like a little. I thought it was a meme. thing for them. No, man. No. <laughs> they gave me. Uh, they gave I me. I got a bunch all of this of, wrong. Uh, There's not one part of this entire sweater story that I have right so far. I don't remember you doing anything for them back then. That's funny. Yeah. No. It, well, I mean, it was it was kind of spur of the moment thing. They, um, I had a UFC event coming up, and I had some friends coming over, and yeah. I I had made a post on Instagram and I tagged them in and I'm like, yo, can we get some, can you guys hook us up with some pizzas or some donairs or something? And then, uh, the, the CEO, uh, said, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, come down to King of Donair there on spring garden. I went down there and we chatted for like an hour, had a donair. And then he gave me a bunch of free pizzas, uh, coupons, a sweater, a hat, uh, just a bunch of King of Donair stuff. I, in a million years, if you told me that King of Donaire even had merchandise just laying around on the off chance that they were going to hand that shit out, I would have never fucking guessed it's it. It's a staple, man. When people come to the East Coast, they go to King of Donaire. Oh, I get, I get that, but I've it's like I, a that's touristy the, thing. I think you have the only sweater I've ever seen for King of Donaire. I don't think I've ever seen their merch like walking around, which is why I was surprised that you just said, "Oh yeah, he just pulled out like a a sweater and a hat and." pair of socks and like whatever else they had yeah. just, like, i never I, associated them with that i took this down to where did i take the sweater i took i think i took it to the dominican republic one uh in like 2018 yeah and uh like sometimes at night it would get a little chilly so yeah. i remember wearing this and like the amount of people would be like oh king of donair you must be from the east coast <laughs> you know it's like you know it's a conversational piece that's funny that's awesome there you go 
There you go. So you did actually get hooked up with some with some pizzas and shit. Yeah, they hooked up. Ten out of ten. I haven't, dude. I haven't had a king of donut or anything in so long since they moved out, like down by where we used to live. I haven't had one since. I haven't because you have to go. You literally have to go to where you just mentioned. I think the next closest one is. Yeah, there's one in Spring Garden and down on Spring Garden, and then Pizza. Does it? Do they have one Pizza Corner? Yes. Yeah. I, I think so, yes, yes. I think it's one of the, like, numerous places on Pizza Corner. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah, I haven't had it in a hot minute. Uh, and now, now like, I, th- I actually also think it's the last time, and this is how long it's been since I've had a proper Donair. I think the last time I had a Donair, and that wasn't, like, Donair Pizza, was when KOD was n- nearby. Like, like, I haven't ordered a, K- a Donair from another joint other than KOD. And now I kind of want one. See, one. See, now I've, now I've said it out loud. My stomach is like, hey, <laughs> no. So. so do you like? Do you have to avoid like spice and stuff too? Like, is Bro, that I'm also on the list? I, I don't even know what to avoid at this point. Um, oh, so you're just dodging everything. I'm as just a... dodging everything, man. Right now, I'm not eating gluten. I haven't been for like two months. It's helped, but anyway, we're off. we'll figure it out here soon. I got a dietitian. I got to go meet with some people there I think mm. next week. So have you dropped? Have out. you? I know. I know you would have dropped weight by changing your diet in general because you would yeah, have went, been eating less. I went from I was well at my heaviest. I was one ninety two, which yeah. is big for me. Um, and now I'm back down to one seventy six, one seventy seven. Mm. Like one eighty is kind of like where I typically like to be, but mm. I'm also. I, I mean, one seventy-seven. Like, I mean, you could, you could, you could not have a shit for a couple of days, and you you crack one eighty. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I could easily, I could easily get down to one sixty. Like my frame can handle one hundred sixty. Oh yeah, pounds. for sure. It's just well, it most would... of your life was one sixty. Is just the, yeah. your yeah you know, when you, the diet changes. That's why I was wondering because if you drop gluten, gluten is a nefarious thing for people putting on weight with, and it's one of those things that everyone just, not everyone, well, not everyone, but lots of people in North America just crushed fucking gluten everything. Yeah, I lost like 15 pounds in a month. <laughs> You're here first. Up. The, the yeah. secret to success, drop gluten. And away you go. Uh, well, there you have it. I, my week was, uh, was the, much the same as well, just working at the house. Uh, downstairs HVAC is completed. Everything is run. All of the, the hoses in, uh, is in place and except for one panel that we can't put on yet until we run the, um, the HVAC control unit wire upstairs. We had to leave one panel open to, to get the run into the attic. Uh, otherwise everything else has been covered with Jiprock now and we started to mud and tape that stuff. Uh, and so downstairs is, is getting dangerously close to painting and flooring. Uh, which will be, uh, which will be nice. Uh, there's, uh, there was obviously not, other than HVAC, a lot to do downstairs. There was you know, a fair amount, but not nearly as much as upstairs. And we're going to work our way out and up. So once we get the HVAC in the, in the attic done upstairs, we'll go back downstairs and we'll start doing the finish work, close that wall up at the bottom of the stairs where, where it used to join with the, the laundry room where they shared it, close that up. So it's a complete unit at that point, And then just start working upstairs uh, as we go, uh, and you know, round that, round that corner. So the last couple of days, I've been back to doing uh, mudding and taping, which means my hand is back to feeling like that hand from the fucking scary movie too. 
I come home from work and I'm like, eh, grab my strong hand! Because my right hand is fucked at the end of the- like, I just- It's crazy how just doing, like, drywall like that, and you use your dominant hand, like, the whole day, because you're just holding the trough, basically, on your- on your opposite side, and I'm just- my hand's just dummied, so... We're back to that, I did some of that yesterday and the day before, and- And we'll get that, uh, uh, get, like, closer and- uh, and closer. It's, it's, I swear to God, though, every time I say we're on the last bucket of drywall compound, we're not on the last bucket of drywall compound. Like clockwork. I picked up mistakenly. Well, I didn't have a choice. They ran into the big ones when I was in there last, but I bought one of the smaller buckets. And, mm. uh, because we knew we needed one, like, we knew we needed a little bit more. We didn't think we needed, like, the big, you know, 45-pound bucket of fucking drywall compound. We are like, oh, we'll go for, like, the mini-me. So we picked up one of those. And, uh, and l yesterday I'm doing, like, the second round on some of the inside-the-closet door seams, because it's not a doorway going in, it's just an arch. And the amount of drywall compound you put on a fucking end of a wall seam, it's like, it might as well be fucking one-third of a bucket. And so we, we went from, oh, we have lots of compound, to, we don't have any compound anymore. Yeah, rule number one of renovations, <laughs> overbuy everything. <laughs> and then it's so much easier to take shit back at the end that you yes. don't use. Yes. Opposed to having to go to fucking Home Depot or Kent five or six times a week. Because you're going to spend so much more in gas and time. I've been there and well, done that. I'll never make these mistakes again. Yeah, we when we first started, we bought, I think we bought, um, because we were limited in space too. So we bought two of the big ones. And then we started buying them as we needed them. But, like, uh, at this point, I'm about to buy up the whole fuck- Well, I know at this point we really don't need that much, because we don't have much drywalling left, but all the same's true. And we did that for a lot of materials. Like, we overbought, like, fucking everything. Especially things like drywall, where we don't have a truck anymore, so we had to get them to deliver the shit. So it was like, what do we think we need? And then add more. Mm. <laughs> and then deal with the, uh, deal with the leftovers, uh, later on. But yeah, that was pretty much it. Just that. Continue playing some, uh, some Skyrim. Uh, on my downtime, just to get onto the stream and uh, and uh, continue uh, uh, trucking on. Um, my aunt, my aunt, uncle, and one of my cousins—all of them, the ones that are here in the city—caught uh, the caught the COVID in the last week, and so they've been working through that. Uh, uh, ben made it through, not too bad. Just had one real rough day, and then. Uh, he describes it after the first rough day, which was like just, uh, his fever and everything was bad day one. Got hit like a truck, like the worst cold in the world for the following, like, three days, and then it started to finally ease up. Uh, but my uncle John, Jesus, that guy, he got hit by a fucking train. He, he, he said, he was, he said it was three days of fever where he was just delirious. He said he couldn't, he couldn't get his head off the pillow. His headache was so bad he couldn't lift his head off the pillow. He just laid in bed for three days, didn't sleep or anything. And then after that, now he's on to the bad cold side of, uh, of things. And my aunt skipped the, that and went straight to the cold. So all over the place. Uh, but thankfully, nobody needed anything other than uh, basically laying in bed and sleeping for three days straight. And, uh, and they're Like 99.9% they're of back, people. <laughs> Yeah, back, uh, back to it, uh, which has been lovely news. It's been good stuff. Uh, gaming news, Mr. Black. More yeah. great news for the old folks out there this week. It's been a banner year for old people in video games this week. Just absolutely killer. Uh, as Square Enix has trademarked Tactics Ogre Reborn. When's the last time you heard Tactics Ogre? It's been a hot minute. Uh, if you've, if you've even heard of it, some of you out there might even be saying, what the fuck is Tactics Ogre? Well, go look it up. It was during the same era as, like, uh, the Final Fantasy Tactics, 
uh, where every game had to have tactics in the title to let you know what type of game it was. Uh, and some people, and not, a small, and not a small number of people, actually think that Tactics Ogre was the superior tactics game. And many people have been hoping to have some sort of, uh, of new game in that series or re-release. Uh, excuse me, for ages, and good news. They trademarked it. Doesn't mean they're doing it right now, but it means they're thinking about it. They don't want somebody else to use the name. They're sitting on it. So it's entirely possible, given that they've been, uh, how they've been doing uh, reworks and, and, and updates and new games and some of their other titles, that it could be coming through all the same. Next up, Epic Games and LEGO are coming together, Mr. Black, to make a kid-friendly and safe metaverse just in time for Kai to mm. get on the LEGO metaverse. Mm. Whatever that would look like, although I think it's pretty easy to tell. Honestly, if there was to be a metaverse, LEGO would probably be the one that makes the most fucking sense for kids. Uh, if you can actually physically build shit within some sort of world where you owned, like, your own little slice of land in there or some shit, and you're building your, your whatever in there, I, like, I can kind of, like, my brain can comprehend what that would look like. Uh, but they're pairing up with Epic Games to try and make this happen to be as kid-friendly as possible. Because as we all know, as soon as you enter onto the internet, nothing is kid-friendly. And so, so the goal is, uh, find out a way to somehow make it kid-friendly. Now, there is, even though it's been, and this is an example of why it's, they're probably going to be struggling to make it kid-friendly. We all know that the closest thing to, well, it's not even closest, it is a metaverse, is Roblox. And Roblox, if... If you're not in the know, which it's an, it's amazing how huge Roblox is, where no like many people don't even know what the fuck it is. They maybe they've heard of it, maybe they saw like a meme clip on YouTube or some shit about Roblox, and then you find out it's one of the biggest fucking properties on the on the planet. Uh, and so they've had their own fair share of issues trying to keep it safe uh, for kids. But I suspect that whatever offering Epic and, and Lego come up with wouldn't be a far cry from something like a Roblox. Uh, perhaps with just more security measures in place to try and keep it relatively kid-friendly. Uh, but all the same, they are working together on that. And that comes shortly after an announcement, actually, that both Sony, which is not part of the LEGO deal, uh, but Sony and LEGO's owners uh, announced that they are uh, making a combined investment of $2 billion, so $1 billion apiece, into Epic Games. Uh, which I think now uh, moved uh, Epic Games' valuation to $34.2 billion after that $2 billion investment. Uh, and so there's obviously, you know, there's definitely some moves going on in the background for there that will support this, uh, this move towards the, the metaverse. And, and credit to Epic Games as well, even though it's not in the sense that a Roblox is a metaverse... Fortnite is as freakishly close to a metaverse as you can get uh, without being like what some people would define as a hard, like a, like a Roblox-type metaverse. I mean, they have concerts and shit in the game at this point, multiple of them, and real-world events leaking into the, into the game world. That's about as metaverse as you can get. And again, kids, uh, kids don't know what the fuck the metaverse is, but they're already, they're already using it. If they're on Roblox, even Minecraft is tangentially like a... Uh, a universe of that sort, like Metaverse and Fortnite as well, and those are three of some of the biggest properties on the face of the planet. So anything that Lego comes up with, you know, the kids will just be on it and they won't think anything of it. And all the adults will be sitting here like me going, what the fuck is a Metaverse? Stop trying to make Metaverse happen. It's already here, Mark Zuckerberg. Speaking of Metaverse, actually. Actually, before I move on to that, 
Do you think Kai is going to be a metaverser? Do you think he's a Roblox kid, or do you think he's going to be like somebody that's big on on that thing? Or are you going to try and steer him clear and keep him keep him more on the non-metaverse track when he first gets introduced uh, to games? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even really know fully what the metaverse is at this point, man. So <laughs> that's see, that's just it. It's like it's just like it's a word that everyone uses, and and I think only a handful of people have a definition as of what they really mean when they say. Uh, what a metaverse is. Um, just a very nebulous fucking thing. I think I think pretty much everyone, whether they, they end up knowing that they're involved in one or not, is going to invariably be part of some sort of fucking metaverse thing in gaming moving forward. It's just kind of a matter uh, of time. But yeah, speaking of metaverse, uh, which is, of course, meta being the new name for Facebook as they follow Google and trying not to get broken up by the FTC... Uh, has managed to do two incredibly Facebooky things. One, of course, as we discussed uh, as part of that legal battle where uh, I think it was coincidentally Epic going after Apple for the 30% App Store cut. Remember that legal uh, meme that ended up dredging up dirty laundry for like seven other fucking companies in the process, but uh, they complained about that as well. Facebook was like, oh my god, why is Apple taking 30%? Well, now that uh, Facebook is meta, and they have, uh, they have their own metaverse that they're uh, trying to, uh, to, to shoehorn in, uh, they've got Horizon Worlds, of course, and the Horizon World creators are going to be allowed to sell virtual assets within this metaverse. Uh, they announced that this week. However, there is a caveat, uh, and that caveat is deep, and I can tell you it's a lot deeper than 30% that Apple will be taking off of their app store. For example, specifically, Meta wants a 47.5% cut right off the top. I don't know why they didn't just say 50, but they went in at 47.5. And then that's on top of what the game or the Metaverse game itself is also taking, which on its own is taking 17.5% off the top. For a grand total of get fucked 65%... Damn. is gone before they even before taxes even hit you anything else you've already lost 65% of the sale so the the creator is left with 30, uh, 35% on the other end and then of course if there's any transactional fees depending on how they're getting paid out and then their taxes and everything else uh you might as well be paying them zero dollars but you know I guess at the end of the day they can say hey you're getting paid because we created the world and now you're we're operating within it and it's that whole argument all over again but I do find it kind of funny that Facebook uh, was bitching about 30% on Apple, and then they just outright go, hey, 47.5. <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> get, get fucked. Imagine doing anything. Can you, here's, like, imagine this. Like, even, even if it was back in the day, in the Wild West times, you know, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, and the YouTube and the, and the Twitch era, and everything's coming up, and everyone's getting their, their contracts or whatever, people were salty about 50-50. Can you imagine walking in 6535 in the favor of the platform? It would have been fucking it would have been a shitstorm. People would have lost their minds. Like the, like there's if if in the beginning of content creation it was the norm that the platform was getting the lion's share, maybe Meta gets away with this without some fire from creators. Mm. But since like the baseline was 50-50, like that was like even way back when we first started, 50-50 was more or less where you walked into the door. Um, there's no fucking way they're not going to catch some heat 
for trying to do a 65-35, the 65-35 split, uh, that's kind of rough. So we'll see if that holds true and for how long, uh, if the, uh, the creators will put up with that stuff. And maybe, honestly, there's a chance that they're young enough and the creators that are working within the metaverse stuff aren't, they don't know what's going on on this side of content creation. Maybe they just see it as normal. And it just ends up being okay. But we'll wait and see. And if anything changes, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in the news section when it pops up. Uh, perhaps one of the most popular indie titles, Mr. Black. I don't know if you've played it or not, but Subnautica. Did you ever play a Subnautica? I played one a little them? bit. Not much. Mm. So they had, eventually they had the uh, Below Zero expansion, which, oh, sorry, it was supposed to be an expansion. Then it became its own separate release uh, after a while. Uh, but now they've announced, Unknown Worlds has announced that it's got the third in development now. And not only that, but they're looking to expand the team this time around, including a lead narrative designer, which I guess would hint at the possibility that the story will become further central to the experience alongside of just the survival and exploration. So, like, the the, the story has kind of become more and more central. Like, if you played the first Subnautica, it was mostly like every other uh, survival uh, game where your core thing is exploration and don't die. And then... You know, the story was there. You mostly had to, like, read shit or, like, listen to things. You were just piecing shit together. But it was a survival game. Second game, story was a little bit more forefront. And now it seems like now they're hiring, like, a brand new spanking narrative designer. So maybe it's going to be even more forefront to the experience at this point. And you know what? The last two games were pretty good. So third one, I'll probably check it out uh, when it lands. Definitely one of the more unique takes on the survival uh, the survival game experience, if only because the story seems to be so much more in the forefront. You know, when you play Minecraft or, or any of the other ones, the story is, like, just this... It's It might be there, sort of, maybe? But nobody really gives a fuck. You're just there building shit and surviving and, and killing enemies as they show up, so it's a bit of a different uh, take on that whole deal. Uh, tearing down the video game community. Tearing them asunder this week, Mr. Black. And I don't know which side of the fence you land on when it comes to this series. But we'll find out here in a moment. Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced this week in more or less a surprise, as I don't think anyone was expecting to hear uh, an announcement about that, let alone get a trailer. Uh, But they dropped that this week, and immediately everyone on Twitter was like, oh my fucking God, let this series die, or holy shit, yes, I just came thrice. That was the only two takes on Twitter. There was no one in the middle. It was either you you want Nomura to retire from making these games, or you want even more belt buckles on every character that you can possibly fucking have at your disposal. Uh, and that was, again, announced this week. We had a trailer, and it was a much more mature, I don't know if you saw the trailer on your timeline pop up, even in clips, but a much more mature-looking version. A little less cartoony this time around. Uh, a little more edgy. I suppose you could use that word, even though it's overused sometimes, but I definitely would say that this, you know, would fall into that category of a little bit more edgier than the last. And, uh, and then the only other thing that I could say is that, remember that, um, back when they were going to do Final Fantasy 15, it was going to be 13 verses. Mm-hmm. I think this is essentially Nomura saying, I've wanted to make 13 verses for like, nearly a decade let's just take kingdom hearts and make it 13 verses because it looks so much like the early stuff that we saw from 13 verses uh and uh and so yeah that that popped up lots of people already dissecting every fucking frame uh 
of that trailer, find out what's in there. There's already some some speculation that Star Wars will be involved because it looked like an A, I think it was like an AT, I don't know if it was an AT-AT or an ATST footprint in the jungle floor in one scene. So like, oh, Star Wars. As we all know, Disney now encompasses the Star Wars properties. And so uh, perhaps we do, uh, we do get, I don't even know. Like, I can't even fathom. We had like, we'd have, we'd have like, we'd have uh, Final Fantasy characters X, Disney characters, uh, traditional Disney characters, X, Star Wars, like like Luke Skywalker, Goofy, and fucking like Tifa Lockhart, all like in the same scene at the same time. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It's getting so obscure at this point, or so crazy. Fuck it, do it. Let's see. Uh, let's see it happen. You played. I think you played through some of them. Like, was that during the pandemic? Like early on? I can't remember. No, but bro. You, this was years ago. Was it really like a long time? Time means nothing to me now. But you, you decided to like. Did you get through all of them or just the first couple? First two. And what was your takeaway after the first two Kingdom Hearts games? How did you feel about those games? Um. Uh, they're fine. Yeah? Yeah, they're fine. They're fun. Um, it's a little out there. It's a little weird. Um, but it's a fun it's a fun game. Like there's a story there, but the story it's it's like a love story, but with Disney characters, it was I don't know. It's, don't feel bad if you can't describe the story because I, I their really entire can't. like their entire yeah. podcast dedicated to attempting. Yeah, to describe that really, story. It's, it's honestly, it's just them with a cool core gameplay, and then hmm. they just threw a bunch of characters from popular. That is almost like the Smash Bros. <laughs> but, but a JRPG. Disney. Yeah, JRPG. <laughs> it works. And, you know, I mean, it works. Obviously, it does because they've sold a shitload of fucking copies. No matter how crazy the names were, I could, there's one. There's one in the in that series specifically with the craziest name I think any video game has ever had. It's got like a fraction in it or some shit. Do you remember that one? I don't know. It's like uh, somebody in chat will will post the the name of it, but there it's like Kingdom Hearts, fucking Tomorrowlands nine sixteenths plus three fifths, f- fucking director's cut three. <laughs> 358 over two days. That's it. 358 slash two days. Why? The fuck does that even mean? But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Lots of people excited about that. Uh, for for sure. Uh, and there you have it. You're going to get it. And I don't know. I can't remember if they said a date. I think it was 2023, 20, if anything. Uh, it's still a ways out one way or the other. So... Uh, we'll have, I'm sure, more of that coming up. Maybe for the uh, the Summer Games Festival, maybe we'll see uh, some more of that as we wait. Uh, after buying, oh, this is this is only so this is not really game news, but I have to mention it because it's just hilarious and and tech related to a degree. Uh, after buying nine percent of Twitter last week uh, and then declining to join the board of directors after a background check was required of Elon of Elon Musk. Uh, he decided, you know what? I don't want a background check, but I still kind of want to be involved in this. So if I have to go through that, and I already own more than any individual person does, why don't I just buy the whole company? And so earlier today, the announcement came out that he was willing to personally buy out the entirety of Twitter for $54 a share, making the proposed buyout valued at roughly $43 billion dollars. 
Because fucking why not? That's all I have in my notes. I don't even have an answer for what that would be. He even came out and said if they if they don't accept it, he's got a plan B. I don't, I don't know if he does have a plan B. Uh, Elon Musk has turned into the like the biggest fucking internet troll billionaire on the planet. So I don't know what his what his long game is here. Dude, Elon Musk is a national treasure, and he should be protected <laughs> at at all means necessary. Because it's just crazy. He, he's the type of guy that like you know if you if you fuck with him. And you turn that guy evil, like he could be a legit Bond villain, and you just don't want to fuck with that. Um, and as of right now, like it seems like he's <laughs> he's got a pure heart, and and he's trying to just do good for the for for the human for the, for the human race. Which Let's Twitter on, is definitely on that side. Definitely the avenue to take to to secure the human race is to buy out Twitter. That is definitely where the forty three well, billion think, dollars. Well, I mean, Elon Musk is not a big fan of. <laughs> of um your traditional media like he's not a, he's not a fan of not very many people that much money are no unless you're robert murdoch fake, or something it's shit. all fake news man unless you own the Fox media news, that is different. fake news cnn fake news it's all just propaganda bullshit narrative left and right wing and shit. even if it's fake they don't bother to like they don't care fact check before they release nah, it because it's all about who f- gets out first that's so because like, there's a bunch of sheep watching it and they're like bah, yeah okay yeah bah. 24-hour news networks, a big problem. Yeah. yeah, so I think I think Elon Musk wants to create his own social media platform. And instead of creating one, I guess you could just buy Twitter and change it to whatever it is that you want to change it to. That's true. And if it doesn't work, if he's got a plan B, okay. But I think he's going to own a massive media company, and he's going to put the truth out there, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a massive following. Massive. Well, whatever, that, and that's, I think that's ultimately the plan. Like, in my mind, when I thought about it, I was like, okay, do I really think Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter? No, I actually don't think he wants to buy Twitter. I think Elon Musk is hedging his bets in a couple of places right now. He already buys, like, because in what world do you order of operations buy 9% of the company, by far the largest stake, twice that of Jack Dorsey? Well, he wanted to see it on the table. Yeah, and that's, then they, that's why he bought so much. Yeah, but then they declined because he didn't want a background check. So now his plan is okay. Well, if I say this, if I say that I'll offer this, it's a win-win situation for him, right? He gets to wait and see what does the stock price do on that news. How does that pan out, right? He's already gotten sued by the SEC, but he doesn't care because he's the richest man on the planet now. So like they'd have to sue him for like uh, like incalculable amounts of money if they even knew that he was manipulating stock price after having bought nine percent in the company. So he either does this and they accept and it's a W for him because it means that he has a social media platform in which he doesn't have to build from the ground up, already has a huge user base, and he can now do, as you said, with whatever he wants to do with it and make it as he wants to. The backup plan to that would be they decline. He's got $9 billion in the company, which means he then can go out and spend the other $43 billion he was just willing to spend on Twitter, build a new platform, push that platform, and even if that doesn't pan out, he still has 9% in the competing company of whatever platform he puts out. So it's like it's a giant hedged bet on all sides. Uh, and there's there's really not any losing for him in this instance. So uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see if they accept that or not. I don't know. Uh, but you know what? Like like Elon Musk, you know what you know what dawned on me? They did the uh, the Texas uh, Gigafactory opening here. I think it was last week, uh, I want to say. It was within the last week or so. And 
There's video of the gig. They they threw like the big event or whatever when uh, when they opened the factory, and I swear to God, if you haven't seen it, and you still remember the opening scenes from like Iron Man, if you want to see him literally one one to one recreate the Tony Stark entrance in Iron Man, it's literally the same entrance. He gets he it. He's Tony got his. Stark, man. He's literally in prison. He's like he's just fucking taking on the Tony Stark persona. He's, he drives in in his in, in this convertible Tesla. Everyone is standing around, like, screaming and cheering at, at, at Elon Musk entering the room in his Tesla. He drives up on stage. He gets out of his car. He walks over. He does, like, the hands-up thing, and everyone's just clapping. And I swear to God, you could one-to-one map that shit to the fucking Tony Stark entrance in Iron Man. So it's, it's just, he's, he's... He's clearly a little bit fucking crazy, but you have to be to do what he does. And like you said, he's, I think we're somewhere, he's, we're somewhere between benevolent trillionaire, because I think he's the first trillionaire if he lives long enough. He's definitely the first one going to hit it. So he's a, he's either benevolent or he, or he turns into a fucking Bond villain. That's like the two, that's the two routes and the rest of the, the rest of the Western world. Cause, cause in reality, there are people with his kind of money to degree in various degrees in other countries, like, uh, in, in China and whatnot, but into the Western world, it's basically just wait and see what does Elon Musk do? Cause he's going to move the needle for like the entire Western hemisphere based on whatever he decides, wakes up in the morning after his three and a half hour sleep. And decides what he wants to do for the day, so we'll see. We'll see if he uh, if he buys out uh, if he buys out Twitter. If he does, bets on an edit button coming through even faster because apparently Twitter's working on it. Is it coming even faster if he shows up? Are we getting an even faster edit button, Mister Black? Yeah, yeah. There's there's going to be. He already put out a big long list of stuff that he yeah, wanted he did. to do. He did. So you know, it, he's going to do it. I mean, he's one of the most richest most powerful people in the world <laughs> uh did gonna, you see the interaction between him twitter, he's gonna buy he's gonna buy it if he wants it like if he really wants twitter he'll get it did, he really did, wants it did you see the interaction between him and i can't remember if it was who was it uh was it was it bezos on twitter i can't remember but the interaction was like uh, Elon was, was uh, like tweeted like I'm considering turning uh, the entirety of Twi- Twitter's headquarters uh, into a homeless shelter because nobody apparently goes to the yeah nobody to the headquarters there. and Jeff Bezos like fucking responded and I like just the fact that those two were like it was almost like watching a movie breaking the fourth wall you know what I mean like you're watching these two talk to each other on Twitter about like this fucking uh, it, it was so it was almost surreal to me to see that interaction. <laughs> it's just, and it was like there is just two, two insanely wealthy dudes memeing about maybe we just fuck around and turn one of the largest social media platforms into a fucking homeless shelter. It was such a weird fucking interaction. It is the world is crazy, man. The world, is, the world is crazy. But we'll see. We'll see what he decides to inevitably do. Should they actually accept that uh, that offer? Which I believe, I believe that per share offer is quite a bit of a percentage above the current stock price oh, yeah. so it's not he didn't he didn't lowball them that's for sure um where was i in here battlefield 2042 talking about stocks going in the opposite direction mr black battlefield 2042 player count falls below 2042 as it dropped below 1000 players for the first time this week and now it definitely makes sense if it didn't already it definitely makes sense as to why ea is already talking about the next game let's forget the 2042 happened it never existed. 
Just like lots of people want to pretend Gili didn't exist. Unfortunately, it did. Thankfully, we didn't get a sequel. But we're going to get a sequel for whatever Battlefield 2022 was. And hopefully it's better than whatever that shit show turned out to be. And you know what? Here's, here's a question for you, Mr. Blay. Is the next Battlefield game free to play? Yes. <laughs> it absolutely so they're, is they're not gonna double. They're not going to double down on that strategy. Yeah, no, bro. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be their hook right at the very end of presentation. <laughs> and it's, it's free. free. <laughs> and nobody's going to cheer because it's expected like, at that point. We, yeah, it's like of course it's free. Did you not see what happened to the last one that we paid for? Like <laughs> Oh god. Well, there you go. Uh as for CD Project Red's earnings report, here you go. So, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has sold to date over 18 million copies, Mr. Black, which would be way more impressive. I mean, it's an impressive number on its own, but it would be way more impressive if it wasn't for the fact that 14 of those 18 million were launch sales, which means that all of the shit that the game was at launch and continues to more or less be destroyed its long tail sales potential, massacred mm. it. And if you want a good example of that, Witcher 3 has sold 40 million copies to date. And Cyberpunk had a lot more fucking hype behind it than The Witcher 3. Uh, so that's, you know, 18 million is not a small number. You don't sneeze at 18 million. But it, it definitely does make you think, what if they had delayed this game just a little bit longer? Wasn't a fucking dumpster fire. Maybe launched as it is now. How many fucking copies of that game sells? Probably a lot more than 18 million at the end of the day. Uh, They also, uh, in that earnings report, uh, it's mentioned that they are currently working on multiple unannounced uh, projects. And earlier this week, I think as well, they also, the CEO talked about how they are still totally, definitely, we promise guys, working on the DLC stuff for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Although I think they've wisely stopped posting those eye-bleeding yellow update cards on social media with with uh increasingly uh or decreasingly i should say detailed roadmaps i think they stopped doing that i think they figured out the roadmap thing just wasn't working out we just need to say yeah it's coming we don't know when but it's we're still totally doing it uh the crazy bastards mr black they did it again hello games Another free update to No Man's Sky. This time it's called Outlaws. The update overhauls space combat, adds pirates, smuggling, squadrons where you can recruit and upgrade your own wingmen. So it's your own ship, plus you can recruit other wingmen and upgrade their ships that are AI controlled. So now you have like your entire own uh, squadron that you can do all of these new missions and stuff with out in space! Uh, Also... Uh, it includes their first new ship type since 2020, and that's the Solar Starship, which of course makes sense, because this whole thing is about pirates and stuff, and so instead of, like, the sails of a ship on the sea, you get your solar sails, and so it's a new class of, uh, of ship with, uh, a bunch of variants for people to, uh, to unlock and, and gather, like, previous ships. Uh, also this week, uh, Sean Murray bravely, and I say bravely, I don't, I'm not... I can underscore that word four or five times. Bravely said that the team has had a new project in the works that's as ambitious as No Man's Sky, and that it would seem impossible even with a 1,000-person team. 
and I have in here in my notes, is that uh, I think everyone will just wait and see how this one pans out after the No Man's Sky launch, because clearly they've made good on No Man's Sky, but as far as, as hyping a game up before release, they're going to have to prove themselves on this one, because the No Man's Sky one wasn't, wasn't it. Uh, however, I will say this, whenever that does eventually come out, because No Man's Sky was such a huge success for them eventually, it will be interesting to see how they choose to release the game because they won't have... I'm assuming they're not going to sell out to, like, Sony or Microsoft for, like, a, a a timed exclusive thing, which was what moved their time frame forward with the original launch of the uh, of No Man's Sky and famously fucked them as hard as humanly possible when the game came out. If they don't have that, well, now they don't have anything to fall back on. So Sean's going to have to maybe be a little bit more guarded. Let's not throw around so much hyperbole this time, Sean. All right, we learned the first time. Let's keep that close to the chest and uh, make something great. But you know what? After all the things they did with No Man's Sky, if they're telling me that they're working on something that's as ambitious, I'm at least interested in what the fuck it is. I at least want to know what it is. And so we'll wait and see for more information when that that pops up. And that's all we got for gaming news, Mr. Black, which means Mm. it's time for you to give us the lowdown on how to keep ourselves safe in the Mm. era of an Elon Musk-owned Twitter. What do we got? Uh, well, you're going to want to get yourself NordVPN. Get yourself mm. a virtual private network. Go to nordvpn.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT. Get a massive discount plus a bonus month when you get that subscription. You can stay safe, stay anonymous when you're at your house, public Wi-Fi, traveling. Use it on your phone, your Mac, your PC, your laptop. Hook it up to your smart TV, your router, whatever it is. On the go. And like I said before, it's click of a button. My dad uses NordVPN. I use NordVPN on the regular. Shit, if there's something on Netflix, I'm like, man, the U.S. Netflix got this show. We ain't got it. I'm one click away from unlocking that. All right? You can do that too. All right? Plus, you can stay safe with their new threat protection that you can get on their desktop app. You don't even have to be hooked up to a VPN. You just got to have that. Um, uh, what what is that? I guess that, what would I call it? Ability enabled. All right. Once you click the enable button, it'll make it so that when you're just searching the internet, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a lot of stuff, a lot of malware and different things that can track what sites you're going to, the things that you're interested in. They can build profiles on you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, keep them off your back with NordVPN. All right. So go ahead, pick it up. You're going to support yourself, support the stream, and the sponsor that Mm. supports what we do. Mm. Link is in the description below if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you want to support directly, you can go to patreon.com slash leg TV. Throw money at the screen. Do it. That's it. Now it's time for movies and TV. Will Smith. Officially banned, Mr. Black. Not long after we ended our podcast, actually, the news the news dropped last week. Uh, officially banned from attending the Oscars for the next 10 years. He can, of course, still be nominated and win awards moving forward, but won't be allowed to attend the ceremony, which some comedians joked about being, well, that's more or less like being told you don't have to go to work for the next 10 years, because that's just boring as fuck. He already, got his, he already got his award, so I guess like at that point, like, fucking, all right, well, 10 years... They might as well have just made it indefinite at that point. At that point. 
But there you have it. That's their decision. Ten years uh, from the uh, Academy Awards for Mr. Smith. Uh, and again, man, she ain't worth it, Will. Get the fuck. Get out. Get out of there. Run. Run. Shit, that video resurfaced that's like, I think, a, a couple years old where, where it was like um, Jada promoting her red table shit. And she just started randomly recording as they're like standing in their home. Uh, and like points the camera at, at Will or some shit and, and, and starts talking about how I think it's some girl like Esther or Esther something, something, something was like, uh, had helped them with their relationship, whatever. And Will just like flat out, like, look, you can't just point a camera at me in my own home. The social media is my bread and butter. You gotta, we gotta like, we can't just be doing this shit. And he lit like, there's a, a, a microsecond where he looks like the saddest human being on earth. <laughs> where like the facade the facade dropped for like 0.2 seconds and she turns around and she's like see what i'm still dealing with over here like esther whatever the fuck her name is and i was like oh my god this man just asked you to give him boundaries and your response to boundaries were fuck your boundaries i'm posting this shit on social media get out will run get out Whatever you have to do, get the fuck out of there please your kids are grown now run yes your kid your kids don't need that shit anymore no. They're, they're, they're still a little weird, but they don't need that shit anymore. You know, you can I mean, get out I'd now. I'd be pretty fucking weird, too, if I was a smith. Dude, I'd be fucking... Like, holy shit. I'd be capitalizing the first word of every letter on my Twitter post, too, if I was in that that family. You know, that, you know that's the way it is. Uh, Warner Bros. and Discovery's merger is complete, Mr. Black. The $43 billion deal wrapped up this last week. Uh, properly ending the short-lived partnership between AT&T and Time Warner. And so that is officially done done. No more of the of the paperworks to go with there. Uh be interesting to see what the first few moves there are going to be uh are going to be after that merger is now complete. Has there been any whisperings about what that merger is going to lead to, Mr. Black? Has anything been on uh in uh, talked about as to what kind of properties could be getting tossed uh. around? No, I've I haven't even looked much into this to be honest. It's kind of mm. weird, but well, there you go. See what happens? We'll see what happens. Uh, Vin Diesel in a truly Vin Diesel sounding post on Instagram. I don't know if you read that post, Mister Black, but um, Vin Diesel is is turning into uh, quite an interesting uh, spiritual leader on Instagram, as it as it seems. Uh, announced that somebody else is joining the family for Fast and the Furious Ten, and that somebody is none other than our very own and favorite Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. Woo! Brie Larson! Let's Yay. go! Pumped. Join the family! And of course, he actually used the term, you know, welcome to the family, because it's, it's, it's just leaning hard into that shit now. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Leaning hard, way. hard into that shit. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 absolutely crushed it and had the best opening weekend at $71 million domestic. Also making it the best opening weekend of any video game movie ever, which is not a high bar to hit. But hell, they smashed the shit out of it by I think something like $20 million. Uh, and so, uh, good, good on them. They, they've turned that little, that little movie series into quite a winner. Uh, it'll be fun to see what the, what the, uh, kind of long-term... I think it's Deal done really is. well because it's 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 like a kids movie, you know? And it's not really 
But it could have gone so wrong, Mr. Black. Like, they, it was already, it was looking like it was going to go wrong, and then they pulled that shit out of the depths. Yeah, but I mean, even then, I, I even think if they would have released the, the older version, like the first version, I still think it would have done all right, just from the nature of the movie. Like, kids aren't really that... Obviously, them switching it up and making it better was genius, and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody in marketing knew about this the whole time and this was the plan they were going to release what it looked like and then have people go crazy and then say Dude, oh i'm listening to the fans that and would we're be gonna make this better like the that would be some next level shit galaxy brain yeah <laughs> pretty incredible because it's I, almost I think... like they got to a certain render and then they're like okay let's just show them this and then people were like what the fuck and they're and they're like yeah we've listened to you now it looks like this and they're like Oh, wow. This is amazing. And then they get Idris Elba. You know, they got Jim Carrey. They're, they're really, they, they really just won over the adults and they already had the kids. And if the adults are excited to take the kids, it's even better. And that's what I was about to say. I think that while it would have probably done pretty well on its own, even if they had gone the original route, having pulled it out, whether it was intentional or not, getting it to where it is now, it's attracting the adults that played Sonic as a kid even right. if they're not bringing kids to the theater, they're going to go see this movie. And that is obviously, uh, you know, nostalgia is a powerful fucking drug. You'll go watch, watch or play shit just based on nostalgia, but it has to be done right. And they've done a lot right now in terms of, of making the right references in the right ways, getting the people involved. Uh, and, uh, and, and we are in that age group where, you know, like Kai is odd, like, like danger close to being of the age that you would have brought him to see that movie kind of thing. Uh, so I think, uh, I think, yeah, they're going to do quite well. I, I can't wait to see what the total number ends up being at the end of all this, see how it tracks in the long term. But for now, tell you what, they're, uh, they're hitting it hard and doing well. And this is actually also another little side note here. This is the biggest opening weekend for a Jim Carrey movie. Who would have thought Jim Carrey gonna be going in hard with sonic 2 as his biggest as his biggest opening weekend but here we are doing well setting records for everyone involved uh another comedian in the band of brothers uh passed away this week in gilbert Gottfried, who passed away after a long battle with an illness at only age 67 it was unfortunate to see uh that you know him him and bob saget and uh, norm mcdonald were like all really close friends and they're all gone inside of a calendar year uh, of one another. And none of them were old. Like, not, I mean, Norm was fighting cancer. Bob, I think Bob was discovered it was a heart-related thing that, that took him no, in his I, sleep or something? Or what happened there? I, or an I aneurysm think, or something? No, I, think, I could be wrong, but from what I read is he hit his head, and then, and then his, his, his brain was bled. Oh, was, his brain bled or something. Oh, okay. Like, he hit his head, and then he went to sleep and, never woke, and didn't wake up. Oh. Okay, okay. Um, and so, and I think he cracked it like, um, like on a table off, or some shit. I think he cracked it like off the bedpost or, or oh. a closet or something. Like he like in the room, he hit his head, um, and then went to sleep and and then didn't wake up. That's that's just yeah. that's even worse. That's the fucking terrible way to go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all three of those gentlemen, uh, all gone and uh, performing incredibly vulgar and hilarious sets upstairs now. Uh, I, uh, I went back and, uh, was watching sort of some of my favorite Gilbert Gottfried things. Of course, some of the more recent stuff like him reciting 
pages out of uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey is some of the best fucking voiceover of, <laughs> of any book ever done. Uh, also, uh, also watching him on uh, a show that I watched a lot when I was younger, Hollywood Squares, back in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. He was by far the best part of that entire show, the Gilbert Gottfried Square, every time. He had a banger, a one-liner for every fucking question that that show threw his way. And there was the uh, the famous, I actually was telling people on Twitter, and a lot of people, uh, I, I was surprised how many, well, I shouldn't be, maybe. It's not like this would have been a reference a lot of people got. But in live TV days, when, when the You Fool thing came around, that wasn't something that I just, like, the, the way in which I said it and the repetitive nature of me saying it wasn't something that I just came up with off the top of my head. I'm not, I'm not fucking smart enough that shit to make anything funny for that long. It was something that was based off of a Hollywood Squares episode, and it's the one I posted on Twitter this week uh, when, when they announced his passing, uh, where it was an entire episode of Hollywood Square uh, where they had one game. Both people, both contestants, had four of squares, so the only way to win was to win the fifth and final square, and that was Gilbert Gottfried. He was the only one left on the board, and they went the entire fucking, like, 22 minutes of television for that episode where neither of the contestants could tell if he was lying or telling the truth the whole fucking time. And every time they fucked up, he'd scream, You fool! Every single time. And it got to the point where other people, Whoopi and, and, and uh, Penn and Teller, everyone was screaming, You fool, at the end of every time they fuck it up. And that's where You Fool comes from originally. And so, that yeah, that was... Uh, that was a, a memory that cropped up because you know, even I forgot where I had originated that that whole fucking meme from, and uh, there you have it. And of course, he was what was his character in Aladdin, Iago, and whatnot. Uh, mm -hmm. Such a such a voice. It was even it was even rumored for a long time. People were trying to figure out is that actually his voice or is he just putting on a voice? And there's famously a clip of audio of him leaving a message. Apparently, allegedly, it's him leaving a message on on somebody's phone using uh, his would be regular voice and it's still like this it's still like this myth like was that really gilbert has he really been trolling us for like fucking 40 years mm. are we never going to know whether or not that was gilbert's actual voice uh but yeah there you go uh, uh, a legend all the same uh and he passed away sadly i didn't even know he was battling uh, a disease and not a clue uh which often seems to be the, the way that these things have been going lately no idea they were uh battling these things up there you go. Were you? Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna assume that you were a Gilbert Gottfried fan, but I'm sure you. No, I mean I know of him and yeah. I enjoyed some of his work and stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for the really old folks out there, and specifically the really old Canadian folks, and if I was to make an assumption here, and I'll, I'll confirm with Mr. Black here shortly, for the really old white Canadian folks, the emphasis on that H in there, white. Kids in the Hall is back for a sixth season on Amazon Prime starting on May 13th as it was announced this week in a trailer. And they had all sorts of the old characters that you would have seen them do way back in the day. And the whole shtick of the trailer was that like their brand of comedy and what they chose to talk about and, and you know the political and social zeitgeist that they always drew from to do their comedy routines. And they were very... Uh, uh, I guess, again, I hate to use this word so often in the podcast, but edgy, I guess, would be the, the way to describe them to a degree. Uh, like, smart edgy. Everything's edgy these days, yeah, right? Yeah, but like... You can't but make the, a joke about anything these days without being edgy because somebody's well, getting offended. 
Which was the joke of this entire trailer was like it was them with the would be Amazon, you know, uh, uh, not CEO, but like the a manager at Amazon. You're like, so what are we allowed to do and what are we not allowed to do? And then it was like cutting to every clip of like them doing the polar opposite of whatever they were supposedly not supposed to do because they don't want to fuck up Amazon's reputation, of course. So uh, all the same. There you go. If you were a fan of uh, the kids in the hall back in the day, congratulations for making it uh, over the age of 85. And uh, also being white and Canadian. And if you've never seen the kids in the hall, uh, and you and you kind of like, I would, I would describe them as like really intelligent, but like esoteric humor. Humor that, uh, that probably, despite how popular they were in Canada, and they were very over in Canada, probably about 15% of the people that watch kids in the hall will even understand what they're trying to fucking joke about. They're very, very esoteric. It's like if you took like... Um, uh, like Monty Python, and they like made them boys, Canadian you know? or some it's like shit. A very, it's it's similar, but like less poop jokes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's very specific for sure. Uh, for sure, don't go in thinking, oh, Canadian humor. It's Letterkenny. It's not going to be Letterkenny. It's not going to be quite, uh, quite like that. But either way, there you go. They're coming back, bunch of old guys. You know, they, they didn't age terribly. A lot of them look pretty similar, just like gray hair. They actually, they've actually managed to age relatively well. So props to the to the boys. And that's all I've got, unless you've got some other movie news that has uh, come across your feed this week? Nothing. Did you see that there's a new dumpster fire? M refuses to watch this dumpster fire on Netflix, by the way. It's the... The, the ultimatum? Uh, the ultimatum. She refuses. I've watched it. We are, we're already done. <laughs> we're already done, man. We're okay, what was, your, what was your take? Because when I watched it, I was like, this is basically fire. just it, Temptation Island, but without the island. No, it's nothing, it's nothing like Temptation Island, man. Temptation Island is at least a thousand times better than this show. Well, I, I don't. I don't mean in terms of good. I mean in terms of like we're taking people that are on the verge of marriage and then like yeah, seeing yeah, if they'll take I, the bait kind yeah, of deal. It, it's 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 a it's a much more tamed Temptation Island, but without like the 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 thing is okay for the ones that don't know. Basically, there's there are couples that have been together. I think the longest couple that there was together was two and a half years. But um, essentially, there I think there's what five couples. Some make it to the show. Uh, some make it through the show. Some don't. Um, that's all I'll say, but, um, uh, essentially <laughs> they, the, one of the people in the relationship is giving the ultimatum that I want to be married. Yeah. And to, to do this, what they do is there's five couples, five guys, five girls, and then they all date each other for a week. Um, it's very open. Um, so they date each other and then they see who's got the most chemistry. Then they choose who they want to go with. The other person has to accept if they accept, then they go for three weeks and they live together like they would be married um, while their significant other. Three weeks? God damn. Yep, three weeks while their That's significant other also <laughs> lives with them for three weeks. Um, and then after the three weeks, they go back to the relationship for three weeks. And then at the end of that three weeks, they decide if they want to get married to the person they came with, get married with the person that they then met, or walk away from both and just be done. Um, so that's that. The 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 thing that I didn't really enjoy about the show, um, and I think it's its biggest weakness, is, and I get why they do it, they made it as real as possible. So as in, for when they're living together for three weeks, they are quite literally living together like a married couple. It is controlled to a degree because they all stay in the same condominium building. 
So for probably for the ease of filming and different things like that. But they go and do the regular jobs. So they go live their life. They go to work. They come home. They, you know, do if they're in school, they go to school, whatever the case may be. They go and live their normal life. And you really only get to see um, their they're interactions. They're dinner together, basically. Exactly. You only get to see them in their apartment, either when they're going to bed or they're arguing or they're connecting or they go on a date. That's Which all is the see. reality, I guess, of a married life, like really, like if you think about it. But for oh, a show, for sure. like what does that mean for a show kind of Exactly. Deal? So like, and, and you could tell while you're watching the show, you miss, they talk about things that isn't seen on camera. Oh, so like okay. there, are, there are times where like people would go out with other people, like other girls or other guys, because they're not okay. that necessarily interested in the person that they chose. So other contestants start, or like just nebula, or just people in the population that are regular nearby. ass people. They'll go to the club and they'll they'll. Oh, hook okay. Up I thought you meant like other. I thought you meant like other contestants. They were like also no. like dipping in that. No, no. But and they also can communicate with each other, but you don't really see it. Um. So it's it's very it's a it's a little bit too open. What's nice about Temptation Island is they're stuck on a, on a resort with these people, and that's all you have. You don't get you don't get to go away from from your work and be on this vacation or constantly drink twenty four seven and you know so drama. the drama the drop there is drama in the show for sure I mean it's, yeah there is I mean some it's impossible drama. for there not to be yeah. yeah but Temptation Island is like the perfect petri dish of just absolute <laughs> chaos and alcohol to anything bro. If you still haven't seen it, man, you guys, I'm telling you. I have you, to, again, uh, the problem is, is I have to convince them or I'll have to just watch it myself is basically bro, how it's going to have to I'm go. I'm telling you right now, she's going to love this show. <laughs> she's going to love Temptation Island. She the, is uh, cringy. It is fucking. Uh, we've also been watching Are You the One? So we've been I've never heard. That. I've never heard of that one. So it's What's an that? old MTV reality show. Oh, God, so, MTV. Okay. Yeah. It still, it still airs, apparently. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. So... Basically, what it is is they take 11, 10 or 11, depending on the season, 10 or 11 single guys and 10 or 11 single girls. They put them all in a house for a month or for 10 weeks, sorry. Mm. And each week, they got to make connections and they got to figure out who is their perfect match. So they basically go to the producers. They tell them who they who they're what type of person they're attracted to what they like in somebody and then the producers they grab singles and they try and make it so that um each week they got to do competitions and they got to figure out um they go in a thing called the truth booth where they 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 ah. grab two they grab two people and then the show lets them know if they're a perfect match or not if they're a perfect <laughs> match then they get to go to the honeymoon suite and they stay there until the end of the show Mm. And and then if they get all ten or all eleven couples, they win a million bucks uh, at the end of it. So, oh my god, they incentivize people pairing off with a million bucks. Yeah, but what but what's nice about it is, and not just the the couple, the whole house wins the million bucks. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Split it right. So so what's what's exciting about the show where it causes drama is people will go in there and they're going for what they're simply attracted to. Sometimes yeah. it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But they'll fall for this person and they'll get with the person and then they'll they'll be scared to go in the truth booth because if they're not a match, they know that they can't they can't really be together. They have to go and find their actual match. 
And so there's a lot of drama with like people not wanting to go in because they have a feeling maybe they're not a match, but they don't want it to end. But then other people want to win the money. So, you know, and then there's other girls and other guys that are hoping that they're not a match because they're attracted or they want to go after these people. And dude, this real drama, like there's fist fights, there's fucking like, and it's, it's all young people. So they're all, most of them are in their twenties or super early thirties. So it's just a bunch of hormones and the amount of alcohol in this show. It's nonstop. I mean, it's a fucking drunken, just trash, just a trash heap, hot trash, hot trash. And Kale and I, we eat it up. We we watch that shit every night. So it we, depends. Been- it depends on like how M feels when she gets home. Because the way that she described it to me at one point was like, was like, because we watch like Love Is Blind, and there's there's drama in Love Is Blind, but it's not like everyone's getting hammered type yeah. type shit. And uh, and she was like, look, I gotta be honest with you, I work with mentally disturbed people for twelve hours a day, six days a week sometimes. I don't want to come home and watch a bunch of people that haven't been fucking thrown in a loony bin yet try and figure their shit out with alcohol and fuck around in their early 20s because it's just all it is is like watching it's like watching being at work all over again just like people that are completely out of their mind Temptation Island is the perfect medium so if you enjoyed Love is Blind or you enjoyed uh, that type of show Temptation Island ramps up the drama (laughs) <laughs> but it's still, they're old enough, like, it's not a lot of, t- like, you know, 22-year-olds getting fucking hammered. These are, like, real couples that have been together for a long time, and you connect to certain people because yeah, you see course. yourself in them. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they're put, they're just put to the test, man. Like, any dude, <laughs> like, you know, and the, that's the other thing about the, the show The Ultimatum is usually it's one person that's really wanted to go to the show to give the ultimatum. And yeah, one the other person, person doesn't. Like, I didn't want to do this, but I'm doing this because, like, I don't want to lose this person. And I know they're the one for me, blah, blah. And it's usually the person that gets drug into the situation, and they they didn't want to do it. They're usually the ones that are like, fuck this relationship. I can't believe they're doing all this stuff. And then they fall for somebody else because they realize how bad they've been put into the situation or bad they've been treated. And then they're just like, screw this. So, oh, yeah. you know, Temptation Island is very similar. Somebody wants to go on Temptation Island. The other couple, it's, it's uh, you know, the other couple's crying like, oh, I don't want to be by myself. And <laughs> two, three weeks in, they, and what's great about Temptation Island is they go to the bonfire. And what the producers do is they take these clips and they show the couple somebody saying like, yeah, you know what? I don't think this person would be a great father. And then they hear that shit and they go, oh, they don't think I'd be a great father, huh? And, and there's people in the house, obviously, they're attracted to, and they're talking and they're connecting with, but they're holding themselves back because they don't want to cheat. And then they see this, and then they go back to the oh house like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to kiss this person. And then they kiss the person. They take that to the bonfire. They show the girl. And they're like, oh, that's why I said he wouldn't be a good father. Blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, she's sucking another dude off. And then, <laughs> and then the guy sees him sucking somebody off. Next thing you know, it he's going and smashing two chicks. Oh and it's just God. a fucking, it's, a, it's an absolute drama-filled shit show. I love it. <laughs> Selling and, the shit out of this show right bro, now. Temptation Island, man. I can't believe you haven't watched this. It's the best reality show I, I it's the best couple reality show I've ever seen. You know it was kind of weird about the about the the one on Netflix now. What's it called? Like the newer the newest one. What was it called again? The um Ultimatum. The Ultimatum. You know what was weird about that was that like the age of the most of the people on the show 
Like, you would think that the demographic that's going to watch that would be people our age or a little bit like be 30, 35. No, They've been in a relationship people, for, for a long time, right? And they'd re- they'd, they relate to it. But the people that apparently, I haven't seen it, but I, what I've seen people talk about is that a lot of the people on the show that are participants are like just in their, like their early 20s or some shit. Uh, on the ultimatum? Yeah. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them are in their... Yeah, most of them, I would say, mid-20s. Mid to late 20s. Oh, okay. So 24 to 28, 29. I think there's like okay. one 32-year-old or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they all have the reasons for not wanting to get married. So like maybe one couple, one person just does not want kids, but the other person's like, I need to have kids. Yeah. Maybe one person's like, hey, you know, I want to move in, but I don't want to move in with somebody if we're not married or blah, 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 or... They're, they all got these different reasons. They're young, but they're like, they're not kids. Uh, are you the one? They're kids. Like, they're, oh, okay. they got out of university or they're in university. Well, it's, M- it's MTV. I mean, they it's were going, MTV, you know. right? That, yeah. that shit is just a drama-filled, drunken shit show, right? It's like a dorm room <laughs> with a bunch of horny fucking 20-something-year-olds that are going running rampant. Temptation Island is more on the mature side. Uh... You know, some serious, like some serious shit. You got to watch that show, man. You, you know what we did watch or we have been watching, though? I think it's called Old Enough. And it's this show from Japan. Oh, yeah, with the kids. Where the kids are like, they're literally like two years and three months. And they're like, all right, here's your mission. They pull up the fucking map of like the area that they're in. And they're like, all right, we're going to send this two-year-old on this trip to go get fucking groceries or some shit, and then they, like, show the path this kid's gonna walk to and from. And there was one episode where this this kid was, like, two two years and, like, nine months or some shit, and they had him walking a kilometer in both directions. Like, on, on like, busy streets and shit, sent him to a grocery store. The kid could barely put four words together. And, like, gets all, like, just this kid... Just, it, I don't know how long it takes a two-year-old to walk a kilometer, but by the time... Oh, better example. There was a small girl who was also about that age. Had to go and get some stuff from like a farm or whatever. They're out in the in the in, in like way outside the cities. And it was nighttime when she was walking home. This child was by her. I mean, other than the camera crew, which is the only reason I suspect most of this is even fucking happening anyway. Yeah. Uh, is that and not in the term not not in the sense that the camera crew is like helping them do shit, but like for safety purposes. You know, they're adults. Yeah, they're making sure some them. shit don't go down. Yeah. Yeah. Like this kid's like, oh, I got to go to the farm, and she spends like three hours trying to pull a cabbage out of the fucking ground, and then like gets home at like midnight, and she's like, Mom, I'm home. She's haggard as shit, hauling a cabbage that's as big as her entire torso. I got the cabbage. Ha! But you know what, though? Fucking adorable. Last episode we watched was a uh, real young kid, two, I think two years and a couple months, and she helps mom at like their little restaurant or whatever where they, they deal in specifically this one type of fish. I can't remember what it is. And their uncle has the fish market down below where, they, where he farms and, and gives them the fish to use for the, the restaurant, like this family operation or whatever. And so all she has to do is, like, go down. It was a lot of steps or whatever, like a big staircase. But she goes down, and she just has to go in to get this fish from the uncle and come back upstairs. And, like, three months before the air of this, her father had passed away. And, like, her mother told her this, like, story about how her father is is now, you know, uh, uh, went away. But he's now, like, watching over her in the form of, like, 
uh, birds that will fly over. And so if you look up, and you're seeing a bird that's dead. And she like go like I swear to God, like she's going out, and there's a fucking like hawk out of nowhere. There's like, no reason for this hawk to be here. There's one hawk, and it was like a movie. I was watching a Ghibli, like a Studio Ghibli movie or some shit. And and they're like looking up, and the narrator's going on about how it's obviously dead. And this kid's looking up, like talking to this bird and shit and whatever. And then she's like crying. She doesn't know if she can do it. And the mom's like, you know, dad's watching over you, and the bird is there. And I was like fucking on the verge, bawling my eyes out. And this kid's going down the fucking stairs. Is scared to go inside the fish, like the the fish building because it's dark. And the uncle is inside. See, like he can see her. She can't see him. And he was told not to go get her. Right. And he is, it is killing him to not go because she's crying at the fucking like doorway because she's scared and doesn't want to go inside because it's too dark. And it is eating him up inside. And finally he goes over and like helps her get in and like she gets the fish. And again, this fish is bigger than this kid's entire fucking body. And she's going to drag it up the stairs. And every time she takes it up the stairs, her foot comes over and fucking kicks this fish in the fucking head. So by the time she got all the way up the stairs, this fish was was (laughs) haggard as fuck. It's just like beat to shit. But, like, everyone's, like, so proud of this kid. The whole community is, like, patting her on the back. And I was like, this is the most wholesome shit I've seen in my life. And so we've been watching that. And I swear to God, if you need some wholesome shit, first of all, I don't know a single North American child going to be doing anywhere. To, I was I was shitting myself until I was 13 years old. These kids are, like, two years old going on fucking, like, journeys by themselves and, like, using words that I didn't even know existed until I was five Listen, we got, you guys, got some fucking if different you want animal. Some wholesome stuff. Watch that show, but you know you don't watch Temptation Island. <laughs> you couldn't get two opposite ends of the spectrum. Maybe no, maybe you know. watch Temptation Island, and then if you need some eye bleach, there you go. There you, you go, go, and you watch Old Enough, and that's and that's what you that's what you what you want to do. It sounds cruel because I'm like exacerbating it a little bit because the reality is all of these kids are living in like villages outside of the main cities. They're not sending a two year old in Tokyo on like a fucking journey skyscrapers 6,000 people it's controlled it's 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 like it's out and like it's cute because you'll see like because they're all they are small villages and so all the adults know each other right and so they know this day is coming and so you'll see the adults all outside their own individual shops like cheering these little kids like this little kid this little kid on it's like the whole community is like watching this kid from a distance trying to do the thing it's just fucking adorable it's one of those fucking wholesome shit there you go ladies and gentlemen it's now time to move on to x support Patreon.com slash LagTV is where you want to go if you want to ask us some questions. $10 or more a month gets you a couple of perks. Chiefly, you get to ask us some questions for the segment we call Tech Support, where we do just that. We answer the questions that you have and the time that we have to answer them. This week, what do we got here? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, Alexa, hey guys, I'm looking to visit Halifax with my better half this summer. I know you guys aren't traveling agents, but what are the must pla- uh, must see places to visit in Halifax? Bonus points for lesser known places and restaurants. What are the places that you would bring a friend if he came for a week? Mr. Black, what do you got? Put on your travel agent hat. Mm-hmm. Coming to Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, I would say places to visit. Um... Well, the downtown, so uh, like the uh, the the waterfront. Waterfront's so, always a uh, a waterfront nice place to go. It's a good spot. Um, yep. You can go to Peggy's Cove. Yeah, just don't go on the Black Rocks. We already had two people who are in critical condition pulled out of the water. No, one died. Oh, one died. Okay, so I lied. Yeah. One's dead. Yeah. Don't um, stand on the Black Rocks. There's lots of signs for that. Just listen to the signs. Yeah, please do not go out there. Um. Um. 
some other good spots. Uh, you can go to, uh, so Peggy's Cove is one, the waterfront's another. If you're on the waterfront, you know, the things to do, if you're just have, making an afternoon of it there, uh, if you're not looking to do fancy dining or whatever, if you're looking for fancier stuff on the waterfront, Bicycle Thief is a, is a common yeah, place for fun. people to go. Uh, if you're looking for just like, I just want some street foodie type stuff, then you can get Smoke's Poutinery is down on the waterfront oftentimes. If you're looking for desserty stuff, Beaver Tails is often uh, there cow's in a good cream. spot. On, and then Cow's, that was the last one I was going to finish up with Cow's Ice Cream. And yeah. if you're going to pick one, Cow's Ice Cream is definitely the way, the way to go, uh, I would say. Uh, as far as like restaurants, I would tell people if you're a big sushi person, my favorite sushi joint in the entire city is Minato, which is on Queen Street, uh, where Queen Street and um, uh, Spring Garden is it Spring Garden? Queen Street and Spring, Spring Garden. Garden. I think it's Spring Garden. Yeah. Uh, they're on that. It's hard to miss. It's a pink. The fr- the front of the building's painted pink, unless they changed that color in the last a little bit. Uh, and uh, that's my favorite spot for for sushi in the city. Uh, otherwise. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a bajillion fucking restaurants here. Anything that you would want to have, uh, but uh, I would say that Bicycle Thief is hard to not, like, you, you, it might not be the best in the city, but it's like, if you want to just have some decent food and not pay through the nose, that's probably the way, uh, the place to go, because you get to sit out on the boardwalk, too, if you have the opportunity, and it's it's nice down there. Um, yeah, other than that, it's Pegasus Cove, it's the waterfront, you could go visit the Citadel if they have their events running there, so you can learn a little piece of, of Hel- uh, Halifax history if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, they, uh, it's not really long, which is nice, like if you're just downtown, you just want to take like 45 minutes out of your time to, uh, to learn about the Citadel in the middle of the city. Uh, that's another, uh, another opportunity for you. Uh, and otherwise, if you were, for whatever reason, going outside the city beyond Peggy's Cove... You have to drive a little bit of a ways before you get to anything like really worth seeing, um, and it depends on what you're looking for. But most of the stuff really outside the city that isn't Peggy's Cove is fall time stuff. So summer months, not so much. You'd be going for fall time. If you're big on wine, there's a ton of wineries, though, that are within an hour drive from Halifax. So they have restaurants on site where you can do wine tastings and all that stuff. Pete's Winery, Pete, uh, Pete Luckett's Winery is really uh, popular for that and there's a couple of others you can you can go and uh and check that stuff out otherwise yeah you have to go a long ways and it's usually fall time stuff for like outside the city outside of those kind of activities i would say uh and that uh and that's that's most of what i can most of what i can think of yep uh for sure uh if you're down here in the waterfront it's busker season even better because you'll have you'll have some shows while you're down there and it will be uh it'll be a bumping spot uh for sure um mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. uh <laughs> oh okay this is a random question but all right we'll see what we'll see what answer we got for this mark furry is there something that is probably less than pretty in your house so not very nice to look at uh, but you're actually legit happy about. So his example is he has a bland metal Ikea shelf that I put my in my laundry room that makes things way more organized. Do you have anything that's around the house that's like not particularly pleasant to look at per se, but uh, but you love it all the same for what it does my for you? My squatty potty, man. <laughs> my squatty potty. It's not, you know, it's not the most pleasant thing to look at, but I love it. Helps you go. That's the that's that's the the gift of God right there. If you can if you got the aid of 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 bowel movements, that is. Oh, I got the aid. All right, I probably don't even need the fucking. <laughs> Master, you don't need the squatty potty right now. <sighs> you don't need that. 
Um, I don't... Man, I sold so much of my shit when I moved back here, uh, pre-pandemic stuff that I don't have a lot left at this point. Um, so honestly, I don't know if I've got... I don't know if I've got any, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this because M doesn't like it. I've got my, my, like, my trunk, which is like a chest kind of thing that I bought when I first moved out of here back in 2012 to double as a, uh, coffee table, but, like, things to, like, store inside of it. So it's like an actual, like, uh, like, old trunk type deal, and it's got, you know, it's got, uh, you know, the, the brass fittings on it, and it's, it's got, like, faux... It's a uh, trunk. Stickers and shit, you know, trunk type deal. And, uh, and, uh, I had that as my, as my coffee table. I still have it and I store, I store a bunch of shit in it because it's got tons of room, which is like super useful in a living room where you don't want shit just sitting out all, uh, all the time. Uh, and fucking hates it. And so that's going to have to go somewhere. I don't know, but I like it. I, I don't think it's the prettiest thing in the world, but, uh, I have all of my retro games, all my retro games, all my retro consoles, Everything is in there. Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Nintendo 64, all the cables, all the games, all the controllers, all in that fucking trunk, and just chills there, and it, and it doubles as a, uh, as a, as a, a coffee table, so, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Jay Kim, you guys got some interesting questions this week. What's the first sign of paranormal activity to make you peace out of the house forever? So you're in a house, whether you're, you know, maybe you're uh, not buying it, because once you bought it, you're kind of fucked anyway, but, like, let's say you're, you're, it's a bed and breakfast somewhere, you're on a little trip, paranormal activity starts cropping up, what's the first thing that happens where you finally decide, nope, fuck this place, I'm going to the, I'm going to the quality inn down the road? Um... Uh, shit. I don't really think about that. Um, what is the thing that would happen that you'd be like, like some people might be like, oh, there's, you know, house sounds and things that can happen where some people are like, oh, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know, for me, house sounds and stuff never bother me because uh, my grandmother's the house is like nearly 200 fucking years old, makes sounds constantly. But some people that freaks them out. So that wouldn't bother me. Like maybe for me, the thing that would like, if I, if I need to get the fuck out, if I start, if I start hearing voices and shit, like if I'm hearing disembodied voices, I don't, if I either like hear disembodied voices or I'm starting to see some like shadowy figure type shit walking around the room, my ass is gone. Well, yeah, I'm not going to stick around. My here. ass yeah. is gone. Everything up to that point, I'm usually okay. Like if I'm hearing like footsteppy type sounds and stuff, like, oh, fucking like whatever. You go, go, you do river dance. You Michael LaFlatley your ass all you want upstairs. I don't give a shit. But if I start hearing like disembodied voices or if I see some like shadowy type shit, I'm, I'm getting the fuck. I don't care. I was shady saying, shady in chat saying hallucinations could explain that shit. If I'm hallucinating, I don't care. I'm no, not no. one. I'm not. I'm not one Listen, for. Listen, man. If I'm hearing voices downstairs, I'm not going to go. Oh, I'm just hallucinating. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm going to go grab a shotgun. And I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to say, "Hey, what the <laughs> fuck is going on down here?" <laughs> That's what's well, it does. Like, like, like. I don't. I'm not saying those things make anything paranormal real per se. I'm just saying those are the things that, like, if I can't explain them and I'm hearing people, like, I'm, I'm hearing voices and shit. You know. 
that's a, that's yeah that's not that's not going to be you know and i'm not one for like i don't have sleep paralysis or i don't have like night terrors or anything like that so if i'm if i'm seeing shit either i lick the toad right before bed or i'm actually seeing some shit so yeah no i'd be i'd be up the fuck uh out of there for sure uh oh mark furry with a follow-up mr black i don't know if it actually happened because he didn't get the ice cream cake but he's asking for a sorbet update I got it. I got you it the same night, man. Got a big fucking jug of it. It was a, it's triple berry. Mm. And we got, we got one bowl full left. So I'm gonna eat that tonight. We've been killing it. Caleb been eating it. I've been eating it. Kai's been eating it. It's delicious. It's a big hit then. Oh, it was amazing. Big hit. So what's the three berries? Is it like raspberry, like blackberry? Yeah, and, and strawberry, I think. Strawberry or something uh, like that? Not blackberry. It's raspberry, uh, strawberry, and blueberry. Oh, okay. Something there you like go. That. Yeah, sounds good. And clearly, it was. You've guys crushed Delicious. it. Crushed it within the week. Yep. Um, a dent asks, "What's the best pasta shape, Mister Black?" Bow tie. Mmm, that's a good choice. Yep. I'm a I'm a big I'm a big penne guy. I like mm-hmm. penne for just about anything. It holds the sauce really well. Whether you're doing whether you're doing, uh, you know, like a red sauce or you're, or you're, or you're doing uh, a green sauce or anything like that, it always, it always works well. And I like the texture of the penne pasta. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've, I've, like, I, I like spaghetti, but I'm not, like, the world's biggest spaghetti fan. I'd almost always rather some other form of, of noodle. Um, but bow tie's a good choice, too. Hold sauce real That's the secret. And that's why, that's why you know, spaghetti only works for certain things, is, is you got to hold that sauce. You can't, nobody wants dry pasta. You need saucy on the way up. Need that shit to be saucy. Seth asks, worst visit to the dentist, question mark? You ever had a bad dentist experience? Yeah. uh, When I, just before I got braces, I had to do the stuff that you got to do before braces. So you got to get cleaning, (laughs) you got to get... Uh, fillings done or any of the shit that sometimes needs, they have like, to remove teeth if they think they're going to get in the way of, of yeah. like your yeah you didn't so, have to do that but yeah i i did i did oh I did to, you have some removed my, my wisdom teeth I had oh to get okay all oh okay yeah, yeah yeah um anyway the, that part i didn't really care about because i was like i was out cold and i just woke up there gone so i didn't really feel much yeah but yeah. the it was the appointment that i got before the braces where it was there was so much shit that they had to do that we had to do it in three days. So it actually ended up being two days. They ended up getting a lot more done. But uh I was there for like four hours each day. And they basically had to make Fuck. it so that, that they would do like sections of my mouth. So I had to, I had a bunch of fillings. Um they had to clean my, my teeth because I hadn't been I had been to the dentist, but like I hadn't done anything extensive for years, like since mm. I was a kid. And there I was, like, in my early 20s, um, getting all this stuff done. Like, I'd go for the occasional cleaning and stuff, but, like, never had any major dental work. And I would go years between cleanings, like, official cleanings. So, like, it'd be, like, three, four years since I've been to the dentist. And I was like, I'd, probably, I'd get toothaches and stuff. I'd be like, oh, I'd probably go to the dentist. And I'd go to the dentist, and I'd be like, you got a cavity. Um So, yeah, when I did that, it was just, like, everything was fucked, man. My gums were bleeding, my fucking teeth were sore and i already hate the dentist and they had it they had to work on basically every quadrant of my mouth so they were putting needles in my gums and numbing shit up and then they would have like 
uh, like almost like a fucking dental dam for your goddamn mouth and your in your mouth. And it'd be, my mouth be all pried up and I don't like people in my face to begin with. Like even if Kayla and I are just space. chilling. Yeah. yeah. Even if Kayla and I are just chilling and she's like, oh, baby, how's he, how you doing? And her face is like right here. I'm like, just dude, M, M is like, like really, really hands on, which I've never been a problem with. Like I, I'm a bit of, I'm a cuddler, but I'm like you up in yeah. here. Nah, and she has this, this. she has this thing where she likes to cover my mouth and my nose or she'll like pinch my nose and stuff. And like, I, I have a visceral reaction every time. I have like, well, I, you need to, unless you want to get thrown across the room, yeah. you need to just like know like, everything yeah. from the here down. But like here up, yeah. I mean, down. I'm just weird. I'm yeah, I'm weird. I guess I'm not that weird because you, you, I'm sure there's other people that just don't like. Like, I'm not even a big kisser. Like, I don't even really like kissing. Um, like Caleb bugs me all the time. She's like, give me some sugar. You know, I'm like, okay, fine. And, uh, and I'll kiss. Like, I just don't like things in my face. Um, it has nothing to do with her or anybody. I've always been like that. I'm yeah, also yeah. the same if we're laying in bed and I can just like barely feel her foot touch my leg or something. I hate that shit. Oh, I, I don't have to be very specific when right. I'm sleeping. Yeah. Like if you're like, you know, even if we're just chilling, like watching a movie and I can just feel her leg like just slightly graze against mine shit drives me nuts you can put your leg on top of me you, you know you you can do that i don't like small grazing i don't it's gotta like, be committed uh, it's gonna exactly. be all the way it's gotta be committed so yeah the dentist <laughs> thing was horrible they had my mouth open people were in my face they had tools and shit in there uh clamps and fucking metal thing and the sounds uh, i just hate the dentist um the so sounds of them are the now, worst that's the show. I go to dentist one time a year. Yeah, I get yeah. cleaning. I haven't had a cavity in a while. And I just do that because if I just let it go for years, I, ju- I know where it's going. It's going to be me back in that chair and it's going to be salty. I-, I had to get a um, a crown done like yeah, not that long ago, four months ago. Yeah, yeah. And even that sucked, you know, getting the- getting that shit done. So not yeah, fun. Yeah. And it's expensive. There's just nothing good about the dentist. Oh, I, dated a girl, I dated a girl that loved going to the dentist fucking loved it every time she's like i got a dentist appointment she'd go there like every quarter she'd just go to the dentist she just like she's like i love the feel of them scraping my teeth and i what? love the feeling of the teeth oh. when you're done it i'm like man you crazy as hell <laughs> the sounds are the worst because it's like going through your jawbone into your ears so like if yes. they're scraping you're not really hearing necessarily so much the sound coming out of your mouth. You're hearing it it go like hit your jawbone and go into your ear, and it's just such an uncomfortable sound. Even if there's no pain associated with it, there's like something about that sound that makes you still wince. Yep, because it's like an unnatural fucking sound. You're like, uh, uh, but then you get like you said, you got like a fucking dental dam prying your mouth open, uh, and uh, no yeah, it's it's a bad time. I, I've thankfully not had any really terrible experiences at the dentist i've never had a cavity in my life i never went the braces route so i never had like anything associated with that that was was bad the only like i when i was younger they did have to pull a tooth at one point and uh that was it wasn't a bad experience it was just a weird experience where the injection you know the injection is the worst part of the whole thing because a needle in your gums is just ass uh and then all i can remember is the distinct sound that it made when they pulled the tooth and it was like a like a pop like this really loud pop sound and you felt the release in your jaw even though you didn't feel pain and it was so so weird like it just gives you shivers this fucking thinking about that shit uh i hate when they use the fucking pick though 
of yeah. the like because I only occasionally floss. My teeth are so fucking tight that I hate flossing, and miraculously, I still don't have even a hint of a of a of a cavity. But then, what it means is when I go in and like my gums aren't tough from because I don't oh, yeah, floss. No, it's ble- so, bleed central, man. It's so I go in there, it's like up. it's like a war zone. You're yeah, coming bro. out of there and you're you're feeling all, you're all fucked up. You're bleeding. You're like, hey, Adrian. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 not not super pleasant, but nothing terrible. I haven't had like catastrophic uh, dental experiences. Uh, Logan asks, you're given unlimited resources. How would you make the world or go make the world a better place? Buy Twitter. That's step one. Unlimited resources. I'm going to buy Twitter to make the world a better place. Uh, and then step two. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think like you can't buy your way out of everything. A lot of, a lot of shit that's like people probably pick on are actually like rooted culturally more than just financially. And so it's a a bit of a hard thing to just walk in and spend money and then magically make it better, which is why in many places where entire um, voting systems or or, or, or uh, trying to change a country that's not traditionally democratic into a democratic country doesn't just magically fucking happen overnight and democracy just fixes everything. Like, there's a lot of cultural stuff that makes things difficult that money can't fix. So I would say, like, um, I would say step one, like, one of the biggest hurdles to get rid of would be making mass transport ubiquitous and free so anyone that wants to go or needs to go to work downtown or whatever else you you don't need to rely on being stuck in traffic forever a reliable on-time service that you don't have to pay like 80 to 120 bucks or whatever more a month to do to get to your work and get home in a timely manner uh, so that you get to working centers and not have to pay as much money for being so close uh, to the downtown core is a huge, like, in the in the socioeconomic strata of any area, like, being able to own a vehicle allows you to get further outside the city, which is, like, coincidentally counterintuitive to outside the city is less expensive for housing than inside the city. So you've got this this juxtaposition of if you're in the city... Uh, you don't need a, a car to get to work, but you also, most people can't afford to fucking live in the city because it's so expensive. And then if you go outside the city, you got to be able to like have a house, but then also have a car. And so if you get the public transit locked in, I think that that gets rid of a lot of, of, uh, economic issues right off the rip beyond that. I don't know. That's a, that's a really hard, really long winded question to try and answer. But I would say that by Twitter and then go right for, uh, public transport uh, being ubiquitous and free of charge uh, in perpetuity for for people is probably a not awful way to to get things going. What's the question exactly? If you had unlimited resources, how would you go about trying to make the world a better place? Um, I probably wouldn't. Um, and that might sound mean it's not um i i I don't believe that money can make the world a better place personally um there's tons of money out there um i'm not saying you can't do good things with money but to make such an impact like saying saying it's something like unlimited resources like what exactly is unlimited resources is it a billion dollars is it a hundred no, billion it, it, dollars. It's on, it's on billion, meaning dollars. like, yeah, which is what, like, you know, you're getting like, rid of it. You're getting rid yeah, of the hurdle. Yeah, it's like, you know, because doing doing something on such a massive scale 
like even something like public public transportation, you can't just kind of go in there and create public transportation. There's a lot of bylaws and uh, <laughs> there's just so much shit that's just out of your control that like you just can't control. Um, um, you know, it's an it's a nice thought, but there's just so much shit that doesn't matter how much money you have, you can't necessarily like you're never gonna change. You're never gonna solve world hunger. You're never going to solve, you know, these things. It doesn't mean you can't try and contribute to some degree, and, and, and I think that's very honorable. Um, but I think what I would do and what I do now, I would do the same thing I do now, is even if it doesn't matter if I have the money I have today or a uh, billion dollars, is I would help the people that are close to me and my community. And... I would try and and create things to, you know, make people's lives a little bit more pleasant. Not necessarily trying to change how I think the world should be. As in, like, you know, I'm going to create this massive infrastructure. Um, like, I'm going to go and build a bunch of schools and, you know, education's going to be free. You know, like, it's much, much harder to do that than... You know, I'm sure there are plenty of billionaires or uh, multi-millionaires that's got way more money than they can ever dream of. You can't just go and build... This isn't Africa. You can't just go somewhere and just build a massive infrastructure in your own backyard. It just doesn't work like that. You can do certain things for sure. Um, so if it was me... I wouldn't necessarily try to make the world a better place. Uh, I would just try and make the people that are close to me and my community a better place um, in some sort of way, if that makes sense. Like trying to solve world issues, it's far, it's far too big. Um, and let's be real, one billionaire isn't going to put a dent into really any major issues like, you know, world hunger or well, world, not, I, I don't know, think they're, poverty or, and, yeah, you know. they're not, they're not saying billionaire. They're just saying if you had, if it's a, it's an enormously vague hypothetical. It's yeah, like, what, I mean, what, but, what but do you think? Was, unlimited money, right? Like that, yeah. to, to somebody that could be a billion dollar. I mean, a billion dollars to me is almost unlimited amount of money. I mean, if we're I, just I, talking unlimited money, I mean, yeah. like, just then that's, then that's, yeah, that's but I mean, even if I, even if I had a blank check with like, uh, like I could put any, I could put a gazillion dollars on there. You only can still do so much. There's only so much that you can actually legally do. I mean, and then it becomes a, also a thing where I feel, and not everybody's like this, but I feel when you've got that mindset and you want to change the world, it then becomes more of, um, I think you're only serving your own, I don't want to say ego, but you're, you, it's almost like you, you've got a God complex where it's like, I am, I am creating all of this and it's, it's a little off-putting, you know, and people, people think just because somebody's got a lot of money, it's like they should spend all their money on this, this, and that. They don't really understand what money can, what money can only go so far. Like money is only part of most problems. It's not just money. It, that's the thing. Money can't solve what people think it can solve. Yeah, which is why, time, yeah, which is why I was saying it's money, like cultural. It actually makes things worse. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of it is cultural. 
yeah. a lot of it is like um it's deep seated it, it money is just yeah it's a vehicle and it, it can help but it's not it's not going to solve an issue you know it's like um it's like taking somebody that um has got a really bad spending habit and spends all of their money all the time no matter what they can just never get it and then they get a raise like a substantial raise like say they were making $40,000 a year and now they're making $400,000 a year if they've got a massive spending problem it's literally not going to change their life they're just going to spend all of that money as well and it doesn't really change the core issue and it's your behavior it's it's behavioral it's you need to you need to go at the core before the money can actually be used in the proper way where it actually has a positive impact. I don't know if any of that made sense, but no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think when they, I think they, I think Logan also chose the word resources really specifically too, where I don't think it's like just a money thing. It's like, if you could, if you just have unlimited resources, but like the, the way that I look at it too, is that, is that while, and I agree, which is why I framed my answer the way that I, I did you know, because for example, public transport is something that even in the current in the current goings on, pretty much every government everywhere is attempting to do some form of of usable public transport. It just seems to always get fucked on for a million different reasons. Um, is well, one because it's expensive. Uh, ultimately, money seems to be the tr- public transport's biggest hurdle. Um, the the way I look at it too is this is like is like in a lot of instances you don't even need to have unlimited resources to do a lot of stuff. The mechanisms mechanisms are already there, and that's why I say it's cultural. So, like for example, um, there are when you, when a law gets in the way of something or somebody's goals, and, I, and and when I say somebody, it could be an individual that's you know ind- very wealthy that's looking to get something done, or more usually a corporation of some kind, a multinational, international. Uh, entity of some kind is looking to get something done they just they have uh, an endless fucking horde of lobbyists that get laws done in their favor that's kind of how it works that's a cultural thing that's not necessarily something that money makes go away if you just have money you also have to deal with the fact that the whole lobbyist thing is a is a problem in and of itself so there's lots of money to go around as it is already. The fact too that much it, money. It's like fact, it's endless. The fact <laughs> that the fact yeah the fact that that things haven't happened to, should say it should tell you that of all the resources, money is rarely the problem, right? Um, it's it's there's lots of that going around. It's more of trying to convince people that um, that have the not only the money because it's not always money, but it's also power. And there's enormous structures in any government in, in any governance. Um, both internal and external in terms of like corporate influence on a, on a political structure and otherwise is you've got a lot of, a lot of gears and they're all run by people that all have individual interests. And unless you've magically managed to find a utopia where you have a whole bunch of people that are, um, incredibly altruistic that can all work towards singular goals, it's very difficult to get things done. It's exactly why, like, oh, we'll use examples close to home here, where a lot of what stagnated this province, specifically in this city, is that, and this isn't unique to here, but I'm just using ours because it's, it's our experience, is that a lot of the progress in, in many of the sectors here in Nova Scotia have spun their tires in the mud for decades because what will happen is we'd have a certain, you'll have like the liberals are in for four years and they start, they like press the start button on something. They manage to pass something and and choose whatever that would be. And then their term runs up. And usually within that four years, 
uh, uh, four years. Sometimes if you're if they're lucky, they'll get a couple more years out of it. Then the conservatives will come in, the opposing party. And and one of the things is that no two parties seemingly can accept that the other party did anything successful. They have to claim it for their own. And so they'll usually like sabotage whatever the beginning of that was, and you lose two steps to it to try and get forward again in that in in that uh, that process. So much cultural shit is way more influential than just money. Money is definitely one of the smaller pieces of, of the resource puzzle. However, you can do an awful lot with an awful lot of money, and clearly you can, otherwise lobbyists and stuff wouldn't exist to, to bypass laws or get them changed in your favor. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the stuff that people think would, would just instantly work, very challenging. I would definitely say transport is one. I would definitely say that based on 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 the benefits that have been that have been studied for a very long time by a lot of different entities over the years that countries that do have more ubiquitous and more freely available, cheaper or free, uh, free in quotation marks, subsidized in entirety or otherwise uh, education tend to have greater benefits than those that entirely privatize it. And so there are certain things that I think we've had, the, the world has been around long enough and certain political structures and and ways of living have been around long enough that we know certain things that are useful. But money doesn't solve all of it. Very difficult. But for me, buy Twitter, free public transportation, and make the public transport not suck. Which usually, and, that, and the reason why I chose it again is because money is usually the problem for public transport. It's nothing else. Like, yeah, I mean, ever- listen. To answer your question, if I if if you had a gun to my head and you said, what would I what would I use it for? I, I would use it for 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 the healthcare system. I, I would. That's I another. Would, that's another easy one because again, that's usually money. Yeah. And and usually money. Exactly. Usually money when it comes to healthcare will yeah. actually have some will, actual will benefit. A, exactly. Can you, you know, pay you your doctor's not, market rate to keep them yeah. here? You might not that be able to solve problems, hospitals, but you <laughs> most certainly can pay to have the best doctors. You can pay for yeah. people's healthcare. You, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can pay for, and I think yeah. you know everybody deserves to live a healthy life no matter where the you know their background so i guess yeah, if i another, throw unlimited resources one. somewhere i guess that's probably where i'd put it um where are we we got time for one more excuse me mm, oh last one this is a good one comes in from Roran. I don't think you do, but I'm sure you might consider one in the in the future. It sounds like something you might you might randomly get interested in. Uh, Adam, congrats on buying your house. Thank you. Uh, question for you guys: Do either of you have a smoker? Like I'm a meat smoker is what he's referring to. And if you do, what do you like smoking? If you don't, is it something that you would be interested in purchasing? And what would be your first meat that you would smoke? Have you ever considered a smoker for the back deck? I thought I thought about getting one of those like green eggs. There's yes, like those are the popular ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just like Kayla would end up using it, and I'm not really much of a, I'm not really much of a cook or a smoke. I just set up a barbecue today, um, so you know that's that's basically that. Um, definitely something I would consider getting, and I, I would be a pulled pork guy. I'd love to, you know, get mm. some pulled pork going. Mm. Um, Delicious. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe I'll get a smoker at some point, but um, yeah, nah. <laughs> I've never I've never personally considered it. I'm when it comes to like doing food at home, I'm not patient uh, with it. They're like 
the only patience that I have is like, or, or if like in the future, I'm doing like a, a Christmas or a Thanksgiving kind of a, a dinner th- situation. Then you got to be patient. Got to have that turkey. You can't, you can't not have a turkey in this household. So, um, and that takes some time. But like smokers, it's like a you you are dedicated to that shit. You're you're setting it up. You're getting it going. You're you're tending to it at least occasionally, and that shit's in there from anywhere from three to twelve fucking hours uh, cooking. And, uh, yeah, it tastes good on the other end, but you know what the reality is for me? I'm not, like, the majority of what people smoke is, like, red meats, various red meats. Some people will smoke, you know, chicken or or pork and things of that nature as well. I consider pork to be more or less red meat, but I'm not a huge red meat guy. Like, I'm not somebody that eats so much red meat that I would, that would necessitate a smoker to get the most use out of it. Uh, I'm more of a, I eat more fish and more chicken than I do. Yeah. Um, red meat and so yeah you could smoke chicken but it's not like the first thing on my list of things that i need to have, you know spend six grand on a green egg to smoke some smoke some chicken <laughs> so not not my number one i do like smoked foods uh they are delicious clearly uh but i would rather just leave that up to somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing and occasionally when i get the need for it go and spend a couple of bucks get somebody else to do it you know if you're in montreal you already got access to the best some of the best smoked meats around for example and uh, and leave that up to the experts. I'm not I'm not gonna sit at home with my apron and pretend I know what the fuck I'm doing with this. Dude, a I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm uh, my uh, I, I've 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 had a little bit of an uh, of an epiphany mm. um, in the last few months, and the epiphany is I haven't been living my life at all, <laughs> at all. Most people would like also be in that category. Just straight yeah. up, fucking work. Sleep, work, and sleep. Yep. Worry, work, worry, sleep, worry. Probably like 99% of most people out there. Yeah. All right. But as of late, I've been mm. going the fuck. I've been leaving the house. I've been doing shit. Mm. I've been going out in nature. I've been fucking nature. I've been walking. I've been <laughs> walking. You know, I've, I've, I've been just like, I don't know what the fuck uh, has been going on with me lately. But I'm not angry about it, and you know what? <laughs> just the thought, just the thought of getting a smoker, I might just go out and grab one. <laughs> this week. And next podcast, I might tell you how smoked it went. sorbet because, on the menu. You know what? That's I'm feeling. I'm feeling adventurous. I want to just go and do shit that I normally just wouldn't do. And a lot of this shit, I've been enjoying. So, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm an impatient guy too. I don't like cooking. But you know what? Maybe I'm going to get a smoker. And maybe I'll go outside on my back deck. Shit, I might grab a cigar. I don't even smoke cigars. I might have Every a cigar. smoking everything. Fuck yeah, man. Can get, get, some, get some whiskey on the rocks. Have a cigar. Get a smoker. Oh, my God, just, dude. That'd be so much. Bro, I just, might, I, just might sit, I just might sit out there for the full duration of the smoke. I might just go out there and smoke, sit on my laptop, chill. Sit in a hot tub, go out there, check my smoke. I, this might happen because it just sounds like a good time. So I think I might do it. There you go. It could happen. Are you going to go full out, full out, get the green egg? That shit ain't cheap. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, what is it? A thousand bucks? Get no, a, more, like, more like six grand. What? Six thousand dollars for a green egg? I probably won't be getting that. Let me see. A green egg smoker. That might be. Let me see here. 
Unless they've got really small ones or some shit that are way cheaper. What is it? It's called the Big Green Egg? Yeah, here it's it something is. Something like that. Let me see your history. I don't think Shop. it's a grand. Recipes. It might even be more expensive than that. Oh, sh- uh, no, that's... Uh, who, know, who knows the in the chat? Who knows the price of these things? The big... I don't think you just walk into a Walmart and buy one of those bad boys. I'm pretty sure you got to order that directly from the company. Really? Oh, maybe green. there are some suppliers that have it. I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure there's somewhere between this, the 6K plus. I think you can yeah, you, like... Okay, here we go. One sec is this. Okay, can, big green egg, large original kit. So there's there's different versions. There's one okay. here for $2,100. All right, that's I'm almost reasonable. One. Yeah, I'm seeing is one that, here. Is that Canadian? 20. That's Canadian. Dot okay. CA. Yeah. Uh, barbecues galore.ca. They got big green egg, large original, $2,999.99. It's not horrific. It's not horrific. It's still, it's, it's, it's still it's up there. Some, it's something that makes me go, you know what? Do I really want to, do I really need a smoker? The, the answer for is 21. how much smoking are you doing for $2,100? You know, here's the cape. If it, if it's, if it's two grand, hmm. I'll basically, um, what I'll need to do is I'm going to need to eat something from one of these. And then when I eat it, and if it's delicious, I pull the trigger. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. I think All that's right. where I'm at. So, All right. Now you need I'll, to find I'll, somewhere to get something. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go and try and I'll, ask me again next week, and I'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> hey, you made, you made good on the sorbet. Who knows what next week, week will bring? Hey, it is what it is, man. I just I'm I'm in the process of, of building a home gym, man. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Ah, just, that's the next I'm, one. I'm just spending money, bro. The, this last six months, I've spent more money in the last six months than I think I've spent in the last fucking three years. Where's the home gym going? Um, it's it's going in both our old podcast room and in, yeah. in the other room. So are I'm you removing building. the wall? Can you get rid of that no, wall? I'm not getting. I thought about it, but we've got a, a bunch of wires and shit in there from running the sounds and stuff. Oh, but basically true. the way I'm doing it is like one room is going to be is going to be all for basically like cardio and the podcast you know, would be better for that because it's kind of small in comparison to yeah, the other room. Yeah. Well, the the gym that I'm getting, it's like a massive. Um, oh, one of those multi. Yeah. So it's like, like do everything. Yeah, it's, got a, it's got a Smith machine, um, that one that can go like vertical and horizontal. Okay. Um, and then it's also got like, you know, the, you know, the straps and the, it, the uh, it ain't, this thing is, this thing is the cream. Um, where are you, where are you, are you getting it from the place over in Dartmouth, the uh, ordering in from there uh, or Spart- from Spartan, yeah, Spartan fitness and they order it, uh, from their headquarters in, in Ontario. We're just waiting for it to come, to come in. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I need to get in shape. Like I need to work out. I think it's part of my <laughs> stomach issues too. Is like, it's just, I'm just, you're my sedentary, body. bro. I'm getting older. I'm getting older. So, uh, yeah, I've just decided that's going to be the show. So I'm ordering all that. They're going to give me a good deal. So I just got to tell them every, cause I got to buy a bunch of plates and fucking like, I'm going, I'm going full out. Like it's going to be dude, a dude, full, hey, that's going to be, that's, that's, you're about to, you're about to spend fucking 15 grand yeah. on that Wait, shit. It'll be, it'll be, it, it'll, well, the machine itself is, it'll be 10 just for yeah. the machine. And then the rest, the weights will be about five weight, grand. The flooring, you know, all that mirrors. Because I think everything. current currently weight is is like over two dollars a pound. Yeah, I think it's 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 something stupid. So anyway, yeah. I'm feeling venturous. Maybe I'm gonna get this green egg. Uh, <laughs> Cardio you know, and green egg room. Yeah, uh, I sold a couple of houses last year. I said, okay, you know what? 
tax man just bent me over. You know, that's what it is. When I get fucked by the tax man, and they <laughs> fucked me, man. Like six-figure fucking. Of course. Like, fuck me hard, dude. Well, when you make more money, like, oh, they tax you more. I was like, God damn, bro. And uh, so I said, all right, you know what? Fine. If you're going to take a fat chunk of this, I'm going to spend some damn money. I'm going to... We're getting our driveway paved. <laughs> bought that fucking projector. Got a gym coming. Mm. Shit. I did cancel the piano, though. I bought this oh, piano. Really? I canceled it. I said I couldn't. I, it's like, no, nah, I ain't, I didn't ain't get that kind of money. <laughs> I ordered the piano. The piano finally came in, and I had to choose between the piano or the driveway. And if I, did, if I chose the piano over the driveway, bro. Kayla would have killed you, bro. She would have been pissed, and I would have been mad at myself. So I said, you yeah. know what? Okay. You, you, you can't buy both. You're not, you know. Whether you're shoveling or plowing, it doesn't matter. A paved driveway is a fucking oh. much easier time yeah. than, and I, than and gravel. I, and I did it because there's like four other people in our neighborhood that are getting it done so we can get a discount if like a oh. bunch of people are doing it at once. So I said, okay, now's the time. Like I'm getting it super cheap. We, do, we don't have to pay tax. And we get a, a discount because the truck's already there. So that, like, saves a few grand. Fuck, so I'm like, that's right, awesome. I'm, uh, I'm just going to do it. Fuck that's it. the dream. Yeah, we're going to yeah. eventually, on our place, we're eventually going to uh, widen ours so that in the future, they're, both units have a place to put a car where you don't have to play musical cars and fucking Yeah, like, that's the worst. Because it wouldn't be so... Time, like well, the winter van, you can't yeah. park on the street, and it's like, fuck. And that's really the reason, because if it, if it, if that wasn't a problem, then you wouldn't be so worried about care. it. It wouldn't be a yeah. big deal. But like because you know because of the winter parking bans, you got to have something. So yeah, that will that will be one of the first projects too is is putting some pave down. But ladies and gentlemen, that's it. Mister Black has a meeting to get to. I do, which means literally in six minutes. In six whole minutes, we'll let him get out of here, and we will see you guys next week. And until then, thank you very much once again for stopping by and listening. Let, uh, let some people know about the podcast if you think they'll enjoy it. And we'll see you guys next week. And until then, stay safe. Peace. Peace.